headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour and host of the George Camel with a K. Big hit show on YouTube is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, if you didn't hear us dancing in the streets and cheering and didn't see all the confetti going off and you missed all of the uh, celebrations, uh, then we just weren't loud enough when we were cheering for the news that uh, Dr. John Deloney's book, Building a Non-Anxious Life in Week One, is the number one best-selling book in the United States of America. Woo! Yeah! That's incredible. Well-deserved. Congrats, Dr. John Deloney. Well, cool. I mean, and Very the team cool. did an incredible job, of course. They did. And they the did. platform that you've so generously given us, on top of the expertise of the team, on top of an amazing, life-changing book, all of that culminates into a number one. Yeah. So it is a great book, and the people that get it, their lives will be changed. And it's, it's so it's that's the part that's gratifying, but it also helps to just come out and win the Super Bowl occasionally. You that know, never hurts. Just mic drop it, right? Baby, just do it. You know, so a full number one bestseller. That's John's second number one bestselling book. Wow. And it came out a week ago, Tuesday. And uh, of course, the, it takes one week to get the first date, uh, first sales in, data in. And, um, you guys helped us by pre-purchasing the book. A lot of you, thank you for that. That helps a lot to accomplish that goal. And, uh, it's, it's not only an honor, but it's also a big marketing help for the book and for John for it to land on number one. Cause when people see a number one, they're like, Hmm, maybe I must be good. Check that out. It is good. It is really legitimately good. So if you uh, know of anyone, which is everyone that is, has anxiety in one way or another, uh, this book is for you building a non Anxious Life, Dr. John Deloney, number one bestseller in the nation last week. Boom. That's got to feel good. On top of Dr., now he gets number one again. Yeah, well, I mean. We he got two we, PhDs, two number ones. The guy just loves to do everything twice. There you go. There you go. Two, two PhDs. Overachiever, two John. That's it, John. That's it. That's you, John. You're the overachiever. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's good. I like that. Uh, so you can check it out at RamseySolutions.com and get it there or anywhere. Great books are sold. And uh, building a non-anxious life, Dr. John Deloney. John will be with us to celebrate, but he's out working selling this book. He's out in another city doing podcasts and uh, TV appearances and et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, uh, which is what we do when we're out selling a book. So um, he's out there and, and hang, hanging out in another state doing that and so we, he's been we are, we're, we'll celebrate with him proper on the air when he's here next on the air with us. But in the meantime, we, the news is brand new, and we want to make sure we told all of you that purchased the book, thank you, because it, it caused that to happen. Thank you. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for your business. JT starts this hour off in Dallas. Hi, JT. What's up? Hey, how's it going, Dave? What's up, George? Hey. Uh, congrats to Dr. Deloney, Dr. too. Thank you. How can we help today? Yeah, so me and my fiance are preparing to buy a house in Dallas, and basically my my question is, I'm kind of worried if I'm overspending on my mortgage, and so the house is worth three fifty, three hundred fifty thousand. Um, I think it's a great deal. Uh, mortgage interest, PMI, all that good stuff would be twenty eight forty. And our combined income monthly 
if we're just because we both work in sales, if we're just saying our salaries at seventy four hundred, if we do our salary plus fifty percent of commission, it's around twelve thousand post tax a month. Okay, is this on a fifteen year fixed? It's not. That's the that's the one. Yeah, I'd put it on a fifteen year fixed, or I wouldn't do it. And I think you can afford right. to do that and still do it within these numbers. Um, however, you're, you're speaking as if you're already married and you're not. When do you get married? Our wedding is, is dated for May. Okay. You do not buy the house prior to May. Okay. Because you're going to own a house with someone you're not married to. And so you don't have a combined income. And, dude, you're talking to somebody who's been doing this 35 years. I've had the horrible stories of... We bought the house together, but we didn't make it to the altar together for whatever reason. Yeah. Talk about an ugly breakup. Or I'll tell you an even horrible one, and this will never happen to you, JT, but just to let you know, I'm not just pulling this out of my uh, hat. Uh, 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 I actually talked to one guy. um, He owned a house with his fiance's mother, because she was killed in a car wreck before the wedding and all of her assets went to her family. So now he's partners with his passed away, horrible tragedy, fiance's mother in a home. Talk about awkward, messy. Don't do this, dude. Wait till after May. You've got plenty of time in your life to buy a house. You are not required to buy a house right now. And y'all got house fever. You've gone out looking at houses. You've already picked this house out. You might even have this house under contract, do you? I do. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like he's done this before. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry, JT. I would not close on this house. I would tell these folks, I'm going to give you my earnest money. I'm going to walk away. And, and your fiance is going to look at you like you have one eye in the center of your head. But, um, you, you know, I, I am not predicting a breakup or certainly not predicting her death. I hope none of those things happen. I don't think they will. But you are in no hurry. You're, the only thing you got in a hurry about is buying a house. You can get in a hurry about getting married. <laughs> well, yeah, where's the urgency hey, you know, coming what, from We here? could solve this. You could just go ahead and get married. Yeah, I mean, we could get married and go to court. Is there, a big, is there a big wedding planned, like a huge big deal? There is a wedding planned, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you went and got legally married, I'll, I'll bless it. I, I would say do it. But I, I, I'm going to beg you not to close on a home with someone that you don't, uh, you are not legally married to. Um, just because you're, you're leaving all kinds of potential problems. And, um, and then go ahead and have the wedding. A lot of people do that these days, apparently. I hear more and more. I've run into that yeah. more and more that. Like, I'll be sitting there at a wedding, and they'll go, oh, it's not the real wedding. What do you mean? I'm here. I drove all the way over here. What do you mean it's not the real wedding? No, it's a, they got married like four months ago, and this was the, this was it's the a dog party. and pony show. Yeah, I'm like, God, who does that? Well, a lot of people these days. I don't know, I don't know this stuff. Okay, so whatever. It's okay. Days I just, old school. I'm just, I I thought when you were had a wedding, you got married. But I didn't, but, uh, yeah, it's a new thing, so it's okay. Hey, if, if you do that, JT, I would, I just don't want you to get in a, a, a problem. And, um, you know, and for those of you that are just shacking up, don't buy a house with your shack up or whatever you call them. Okay. Don't do that either. Same problem. Okay. Breaking up is hard to do, Mm. but if you own a house together, it's freaking impossible. 
Well, the fact that JT called after he's already on contract saying, ah, here's the numbers, I'm trying to justify it, it tells me he's a even going. Late. I don't feel good about this. What do I do? Yeah, I think your numbers are okay. Your timing sucks. But yeah, everything else is good. This attitude. is The Ramsey Show. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Royalty is in the house. Uh, one of the top YouTubers in America today, or in the world for that matter. Graham Stephan has become good friends with me and uh, through George. I was good friends with George long before that. I've been blessed to be on his show a couple times, and he's dropped by here once before, and uh, they were in town, so he and Jack and I just... Um, just did a version of his iced coffee house, and did I say that right? Iced coffee hour. Hour. Iced coffee It's like hour. smart money happy hour. It would be in the house, but there we go, yeah. So if you don't know who Graham is, you need to check him out. $130 million worth of real estate he has sold in his life. He does a YouTube channel on finance and on real estate, and it's a lot of fun to check out Graham Stephan. Be sure and do that. And uh, they had uh, last month they had about 100 million viewers on all of their various forms of TikTok and everything else, and four and a half million subscribers on YouTube. So uh, if you don't know who he is, it's because you're not in that format, and that's the only way it's possible. You're not that hip. All, you of, don't us, know all of us who hang out anything around that know who Graham Stephan is. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back on. So good to have this. you. So first question, because yeah. you, you and I both share this huge love of real estate, and these interest rates ticking up, highly unusual across the landscape of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are you seeing, what are you seeing out there? Slow down, uh, prices, what are you seeing? It's definitely slowed down a lot. So what I've noticed, a lot of the smart money, it seems to be either buying real estate in cash or they're waiting on the sidelines. And I think a lot of people look at real estate from an investment standpoint and think, why would I buy real estate today making a six to maybe 7% return when I could use the same money to buy treasuries without any work, any risk at five and a half percent? And there seems to be a tipping point right now where, where deals are very difficult to come by. There's a lot of competition and sellers are locked in to these very low mortgages. They have very little incentive to sell. If they have a mortgage that's 4%, why would they sell and replace that with a 7 or 8% mortgage? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, consu- so, investors aside, consumer to consumer seem yes. to be having that discussion. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're saying... Yeah, I could sell my house. The price is still really good, but then I got to go buy a house at 3x or 4x the interest rate. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I could refinance it later, but they're really not thinking that way. They're thinking, uh, I'm just going to wait on this a minute. Yeah. Well, I think 60% of mortgages right now are locked in 4% or less. Yes. Substantial. Yes. That's almost all of them. Yeah. I mean, that's the the number below 2% is bizarre. Yeah. That's out there. So cool stuff. So, uh, stock market's doing well. Yeah. And it has tre- been. Like you said, the treasury's there, but that's the little secret. Everybody in the media, the mass media in particular, is talking real estate and failed to mention that the S&P in the last 12 months has done about, what, 16, 18%? About that. At the peak, it was up almost 20%. Yeah. Wow. And that's just yeah. the S&P. I mean, that's Correct. just, if you just bought an index fund, which people do with their eyes closed, right? You know, yeah. that's, no, that's a no brain, no thought thing. If you actually, invested and thought about it and studied a little bit, you could do better than that. 
Yeah, I mean, Graham, I'm curious. A lot of your videos, of course, for YouTube, we have to be a little salacious, right? There has you to be a little to. doom and gloom to yeah. get the people to click. But what are your real thoughts when it comes to the economy? What's going to happen in 2024? Where do you think things are heading? Are you been dooming and glooming on your YouTube? Uh, yeah, you have to, because otherwise people don't click. Though my videos, I like to be pretty unbiased. I like to share the facts. present the entire picture, let people come to their own conclusions. But if you don't make a somewhat negative title, oh, okay. no one the will negative click. Sell. The <laughs> videos itself usually are, are pretty positive overall, but you have to lean into that because otherwise people just don't pay attention. But you seem like an optimistic guy. You know, just talking to you, you are very optimistic about the future, about oh, finances, totally. where the economy is going, and you're invested in the stock market and real estate. Yeah. Well, I think you could do well regardless of how the economy does. I think that's a component of it, and it might be a bit short term. In terms of the next few years, I have no idea what, what could happen. Everything that I would think is going to happen turned out opposite. I would have no prediction in terms of what might happen. But I think long term, uh, I believe in myself, my ability to make money. I think for most people, they have a lot more direct control than they think. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you're betting on the American economy long term. I think so. And of course, I diversify. I have international exposure as well. But it's a small component. But I do think that's important. Yeah, the... The interesting thing is, is that people get confused between investing and speculating. Mm-hmm. Speculating is a purchase that you're going to turn fairly quickly. It does. It's not an evil word. It's just not investing. Investing always involves a long-term time horizon. And when you're investing with a long-term time horizon, let's call it five years or more, a hundred percent of the time I'm comfortable with the stock market. Oh, it's down. Then get in. It's on sale. You know. A hundred percent of the time, I'm comfortable with the real estate market. Well, I don't know. Five years from now, you're going to not be doing that. You're going to be glad you bought a property. Mm-hmm. You know, so a long-term time horizon, like you said, uh, to me, it, it just smooths everything out and change. You know, then you've got historical track records and things start to kick in. Do I know what it's going to do between now and this time next year, so I could do a flip? No, that would scare the crud out of me. That's why a lot of home builders aren't building specs right now. Yeah. Mm. They, they yeah, can't, they can't, you can't predict it. I mean, e- economists and weather forecasters, are the only people can be wrong half the time and keep their job, right? Absolutely. And then you could be right once and, and then, then you're a genius. Forever. You're a genius. That was my that. one thing. Exactly. You could write three books. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, Graham, you're yeah. getting uh, married next year. Yes, I It's am. very exciting. Yeah. This I didn't know. And you didn't know this. I got I thought we, Congratulations. I thought, we, I thought you knew about this. This is public yeah. knowledge, right? Yeah. I didn't it is, break yeah. this news. <laughs> no, you did not break well, the news. Well, I'm curious. You were asking Dave in an interview earlier, which little teaser there, about you know his relationship with his wife, Sharon, mm-hmm. and marriage. Is there anything you're curious about, kind of maybe nervous about when it comes to finances and, and combining those? Not really. Macy and I are pretty attuned when it comes to money. Uh, and she's naturally very frugal. Like, like she, you. Yeah. And to some degrees, I would say it's it's a good balance because I'll certainly go out. I don't fret anymore of like going to dinner and spending $100 on the bill. Whereas like five years ago, that would be like, well, if I spend $100 here, I could cut back $100 over here and then it balances out. And if I if I skip this over here, then I could... I don't do that anymore. So I've, I've really come Learned into- to enjoy your money a little bit. Uh, yes. Yeah. To a certain, I'm still frugal, but not to the same degree. You notice that's like, when he got married. Ah, now, <laughs> it's, now when it's he lightened up a little dinner. bit. I lightened up a <laughs> Just bit. Just a little yeah, bit. A, a little, little bit. bit, yeah. So you and Macy are both tightwads, and so later you'll make little tightwads. This is great. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, so Monday. This is great. That's well, a bunch well, of cheapskates. What are you yeah. willing to splurge on these days as you've started to like let go of some of that and enjoy it a little more? I would say experiences are something that in the past I would usually forego that to work more. So I would say experiences. 
Uh, I would say dinners are something that I've really been enjoying and going out to eat a few times a week. And I would say saving time, which is something that I've never really oh, done spending before. money for time-saving conveniences. If, if I could. Uh, like, for instance, if I get a nicer seat on the airplane, but that means that maybe I could work a little bit better. If I have a slightly larger seat, I could, I could put my computer in front of me, and if I could get something else done, I see that as a, a justifiable expense. So there's certain that things that sense. I could do to save time. Well, if you need any tips on spending, ask Dave. He's really good at enjoying his money. He loves experiences. He's traveling all over the world. So that's part of it is, you know, give, save, spend. You got to have that's balance. There. Yeah. So what's the biggest advice with you having the, one of the largest YouTube channels on real estate and money in, in the world today? What's the biggest piece of advice in this current environment you've got for folks listening? I think it really just depends on what their objective is. I mean, my big thing is always save as much as you can, spend less than what you make. I think those are just important qualities to have in terms of career, though, because that's where I've really gotten the biggest benefit is just the channel and the outreach. Uh, the savings certainly helped, but the income that I made from that was certainly a big catalyst. But I truly loved what I do, and I still do. It's like, to me, the work never felt like work. It was always something fun. And that's where things came really easy for me. And I feel like if people could find what they truly love to do, where it doesn't feel like work to them and they could spend all day doing it, that's how you typically will succeed in areas where others just can't keep up. Exactly. Like that's your unfair advantage, I think. You're more creative, you're more energetic, and you have to watch because you work all the time. Oh, it's yeah. just fun. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Congratulations. Thank I'm so you proud so of much. You. And congrats on the marriage. Thank Woo! you. Awesome. Thank you. Give Macy our love. Good stuff. Graham Stephan. Be sure and check it out. His shows on YouTube, The Graham Stephan Show. And one more time, the name of the show I was Iced just on. Coffee Hour. Iced check out Dave Ramsey hour. on there. Yeah. I messed it up. I didn't want to mess it up again. <laughs> be sure and check it out. Thanks for stopping well, by, my friend. Thank you so Good to much. See you. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. George Campbell Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Gordon is in Flint, Michigan. Hi, Gordon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Well, I'm still working. I'm 61, soon to be 62, and was wondering if I should take my Social Security at 62. I'm debt-free. My home's paid for. Uh, I'm just not sure if I should wait till I'm 67. I have 
about nine hundred and five thousand in my four hundred one k. Way to go! So you're a millionaire. So this doesn't matter. It's just a mathematical question. Correct, and it's just I, I it's knowing to do the right thing. It well, took me here, a here's long the time here's the way the math wor- here's the way the math works on the calculation. As you know, the sooner you take it, like sixty two versus sixty five, the less you get per month for the rest of your life, right? Correct. But you get it for three years yeah. longer or whatever. If you take it at 62 versus 65, you get an extra 36 checks that you wouldn't have gotten. Okay. So there's two, two factors right. that come into play here. One is the longer you live, the more it makes sense to take it later because you're going to get a bigger check the whole time. Okay. Also, okay. there's the what's called the present value of money. Would you rather have $10,000 today or $10,000 10 years from now? I'd rather have it today and invest it, and 10 years from now it would be $20,000. So the present value of money. So you're getting that money sooner, and it is more valuable to get it at 62, even though it is less money. So if you took all the money that you, invest, that you had between 62 and 65 and invested it, it probably would make up the difference throughout your life mathematically you see what i'm saying yes so that the the longer you live the better off you are to get the bigger check but uh in other words if you thought you were gonna if you knew for certain you're gonna live to 70 you'd be better off taking seven years from or eight years from 62 to 70 all right but if you were gonna live to 90 you'd have been better off taking the bigger check from 65 to 90 you follow me yes so that, that's the way it works out. The problem is we don't know when we're going to die, and that kind of screws up the whole formula. So, no calculator for that. Yeah, it messes up the calculator, right? <laughs> so uh, yes, the other uh, thing is this. Um, uh, you know, I have not started taking it. I'm 63, and I just now thought about it because uh, it hadn't mattered. Um, but I didn't not take it for a reason. I just didn't screw with it because it doesn't matter. But um, hmm. I would probably I suggest to do to what I haven't wife. I'd probably start taking it and just throw it in an investment. And I haven't done that. I probably need to go do that when I get off the air. Okay. I was thinking about just taking my wife's when she take turns 62 and wait on mine till I'm 67. Yeah, but, but the, the, the point is, let's just say you died at 65. That'd be a really bad plan. That would be a bad plan? Yeah, because if you die at 65 and you never got any Social Security ever because you were right. waiting till 67, you would have they would have kept all your money. You follow me? Yes. So that's, that's the problem with this thing. You can't figure it out. So I, I tend to take it early. I have a tendency to take it early, even if you don't need it, and turn around and invest it uh, and just leave it alone. Just because I don't, it, it, you know, I want to get something out of these people because they've been screwing me for 50 years. So I want to get some of it back, right? Right. Do you know what the amount is at 62 that you would get? I would get right at 2280. Have you calculated it at 65? At 67 it was 31 because I've been on the social okay. security. So it's 900 site bucks, so it's $10,000 a year difference. Right. Yeah, and so if you invested uh, 2,200, which is, uh, uh, 24,000 a year, 25,000 a year. Okay. If you invest that, but for five years, it will create more than $1,000 of income per month. 
You should take it now okay. and invest it. That's that's why I'm on the phone because I just needed yeah. that reassurance of because I'm still working. My company bought me out two years ago, and it was too soon then to retire. Yeah, and this I is not about retirement. This is about for, just when to take Social Security. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not going to need that money, okay. I'd invest it. I mean, even just crunching the numbers right here, ten years of growth at ten percent, you'd have four hundred thirty-six grand. That's seventy-two. Wow. Yeah, just from the investing this. Just so. investing every single wow. one of those checks. I need to go get this money. I know. That's serious, oh, Dave. What have you been doing, man? People taking my advice, and I'm not doing good. Uh, well, I got to work on this. Like you said, you're, it's it ain't worth fiddling with at your level. But well, but I, yeah, it's just it's worth fiddling with because you just anytime you can stick it to the government, that's you want true. To, so that I can see, Dave, it's, going for on. that reason, it's worth fiddling with. Uncle Sam's been hanging on my money far too long. Oh. Uh, my drunk Uncle Sam. Open phones at 888 Everybody's got one in their family, right? Okay. So Anthony's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Anthony. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, my wife and I, were on baby steps four, five, and six. And uh, two years ago, we moved from California here to Raleigh. And uh, we have some money sitting in our savings, and we just don't know what to do with it. Uh, I'm not sure if we should chunk some at the house or put some in a 529 for our two kids but it's about 70 K and just looking for some guidance on this. And that's on top of your emergency fund. Correct. I have 30 K in our uh, emergency fund. Cool. How are the kids doing on the college fund? Uh, we haven't started. He's two years old and we have a newborn, uh, a baby on the way. Exciting. Well, there's a start. You can chunk some money into a, you know, a 529 plan and get that thing going and then use the rest of it towards the house. Okay, any recommendations on how much to start off with out of that 70 and the 529? Well, they got so much time, it doesn't really matter all that much. Just depends on how heavy you want to do. It's pretty easy to throw 10K on each of them, and you'll be amazed in 18 years what 10K will turn into. Punch that into a little compound interest calculator, and you'll be like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah, you, you really got a real strong head start. Like, you won't have to do much more than that. So I probably throw 10K in each of those and 50 at the mortgage. What's your mortgage balance? Uh, 230000 Okay. And so you did not come from California with a huge equity to Raleigh and just pay cash for a house? Uh, no, we put about 160 down on this house here, and we have the 70 left over. So that's what this we're left house with right here, now. is there another house? No, we bought this house for... Four ten. Oh, okay. Just you mean when you bought down. the house, the house here in Haraleigh? I misunderstood. Okay. All right. So, all right. So you got uh, two. What's your household income? Uh, one twenty. Good. Okay. Yeah. So you throw fifty at this. You got one eighty left. You're gonna be done in about four or five years on the house, right? That's what I'm thinking. Ching ching. Knock this out. Yeah. Yep. No question. I'm not letting that sit in a savings account. We're gonna knock old Mister Mortgage in the mouth. I like it. Great plan. Get it, get it, get after it. Yeah, that's a common question, Dave. There's not specific parameters we put around baby steps five and six about how much to put in the college fund versus towards the house, and a lot of people have that. Do you have any good parameters around how to look at that? Because obviously the kids' ages matter. Yes. What kind of college they're going to go to matters. Yes. What your mortgage balances matters. Yes, all of that matters. And and it changes so dramatically that I've never been able to come up with an exact formula to go, okay, baby step five, here's your formula. But 10% yeah, into but, the... Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. It doesn't work Because like it that. doesn't, it, you know, or I don't, I don't even want to pay for my kid's college. I can't factor that in, you know. So, That's an option. Um, 
you know, so, so the, the thing is, what I have found, though, is, is that once we get people on this track and they're like him, they're thinking about it, they're gen- if people, people don't make mistakes when they're thinking about it. They make mistakes when they aren't paying attention and don't bother. If I go deal with college, they go deal with college. You know, so it works out okay. And that's how Baby Step 5 has been successful, even though it's super vague. Right? People come in all the time and say, Dave, we put our kids through college debt-free. Yep, they do it. We hear it all the time. They figured it out because they dealt with college. This is The Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. George Camel, YouTube star, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Check him out at George Camel with a K. That show on Ramsey Networks on YouTube is blowing up. He's having a blast with it, and the listeners, viewers are as well. And he's, of course, the co-host with Rachel Cruz on Smart Money Happy Hour. So I ran into your Smart Money Happy Hour producer as I was leaving yesterday, and I yelled across the building, Uh-oh. That's the Smart Money Happy Hour producer! And she went, <laughs> yeah, you can't just yell at team members, Dave. It frightens them. I was like trying to act like a crazy like a fan or something, fan. and it just blew her mind. My favorite is when your wife, Sharon, will text Rachel and I and let us know her feedback on an episode, and it's always entertaining. Yeah, she loves well, it. Yeah, she actually does not do that to other shows, Joe, that George, that's... Um, it means the world. Yeah, it, well, it's it's dangerous territory. Because well, it, can you get, that, that knife can cut both ways. Can I be truthful? It's the only fan I need to keep the show on the air. <laughs> You're not going to cancel your wife's favorite show. Can't do it. Yeah, but that knife cuts both ways. That's true. <laughs> we have she, a good time. If it ceases to be her favorite show. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. Got to keep Sharon happy, Dave. Yeah, you know that She's life. a hard woman, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh. George is also a star of the Every Dollar webinars, where we teach people how to do a budget those have been fun completely free they are funny and fun and jade washaw rachel cruz george camel uh, and the every dollar team are hosting free online budgeting trainings webinars and teach you how to run the every dollar app it's all free we'll show you how to get on a budget show you how to get on a plan show you how to get tell your money what to do instead of wondering where it went and you know george likes to talk about creating some margin they go through actual examples but the cool thing about these webinars is you can talk back to george and rachel and jade whoever's doing it yeah we're reacting to the live chat the q a we have people come on audio and ask their question live like the ramsey show oh there you go so we're having a good time with them it's a modified version of this all right there we go every dollar.com slash budgeting uh there's there's one almost every week um and one of the personalities you know, two or three times a week is not unusual. So be sure and check them out. Every dollar.com slash budgeting and sign up and be a part of those. 
All right. Justin is in Salt Lake. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. How's it going, guys? Thank you guys for taking my call. So I am on uh, baby step number two of paying off my debt, and I have about $38,000 worth of debt, and I'm 21. So I uh, call you guys and see if I can get some advice on What kind of debt have you got? Situation. Uh, so I got a pass-through phone bill of $1,900. I got a credit card debt for $700. I got a personal loan out for $1,500. I got two repossessions, one for $5,000, one for $10,000. I got a current car loan for $12,000, and I owe my uh, girlfriend's grandma $7,000. You owe your girlfriend's dad? Grandma. Grandma. $7,000, yeah. <sighs> she helped me uh, get down payment on my new vehicle because my old one a motor on it and i am employed by her so you're employed by her yeah what do you do for your girlfriend's grandmother uh so they do they own a audio visual company so we uh run the clinic in uh, park city utah for a hotel like san erickson's lodge and a couple of places we do weddings and business meetings okay so I just go in and I just put How have you managed to get two cars repoed in your 21 years old? Uh, so when I was 18, I bought my first, uh, got my first auto loan out, and it was for uh, $10,000 after the lease. And I made a bad mistake on that one, and the vehicle had issues, and the motor went out, and I said, okay, guys, I'm not paying on this anymore, so I let them repossess it. So that was a voluntary repo. And then the $10,000 one was I got into an at-fault accident, and the remaining balance on the loan is uh, what my insurance wouldn't cover. Because you didn't have enough coverage? That is correct. Okay. Well, when, when I went broke at 28 years old, Justin, and lost everything, I had a ba- two babies and a marriage hanging on by a thread, I made the decision I was going to do a detailed analysis of how stupid I had been so that I didn't do it again. You seem to be repeating, you seem to be repeating this pattern. Like cars are killing you. Oh, I've been through 18 cars in the last four years. So yeah, cars are killing you. you. Yeah. 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 Okay. What do you make? Uh, I make about $37,000 annually every year. Okay. Are you getting side jobs? Uh, no, I've been picking up a lot of overtime at this, uh, my current job. I've been working 80, 100 hour weeks. And you're making 37000 doing that? Yeah, that's just my base without my over uh, my overtime. My overtime wages are about $3,300 every two weeks. Okay. All right. So another 36000 You're doubling your income. That, is that would make sense if you're working 80 hours instead of 40. Okay. So that'd be logical. Okay. Yeah. So, um, good. All right, so you're making it like 70 as long as you can continue to get the OT, and if you can't get the OT, pick up something else, right? Yep. Okay, uh, that's we good. We had a slow season. We had a slow season about November, so I got a second job lined up. Okay, are you paying payments November. on the $1,900 old phone bill? Uh, yes, I actually uh, am paying $300 a month until I get enough to wipe that one out, and I know my credit card last payment is going to be coming out next week on Thursday. Okay. Card. Yeah. Okay. The two repos will settle with you for pennies on the dollar, lump sum. Yep. 
And so if you have a $10,000 repo deficit, the big one, you probably could offer them $3,000 cash and they'll take it. You're going to have to argue with them and act like you're broke and carry on and whine and I can't pay it and this is all I can do and otherwise I'm going to have to file bankruptcy and you're going to have to threaten them and all this stuff. But you flop around on the floor and foam at the mouth a little bit and then they'll, you can eventually get them to settle for about three grand. Okay. And the same thing on the 5,000, you ought to be able to do that for about a thousand, 1500 bucks, get it in writing, offer them a lump sum, nothing, no payments, no payment plans. I can't put you on a payment plan. I don't have room to have another payment plan. I've already got a car payment. That's why this got repoed because I'm a broke guy. So, but broke guys, 21 years old, and I want to settle this. I can give you $3,000 cash or I can give you nothing and you can get nothing. Which do you want? Do you want nothing? I can do nothing. I can hang up the phone and you'll get nothing. What is it you want? And this is how you have to talk to them because they're brain damaged. Okay. All right. You got to really I lean in, dude. You got to really lean in and then get it in writing from them before you send them any money and do not allow them to have electronic access to your checking account because they will take everything in your account, not what you agreed to because they lie. Okay. It's an industry of scum. And so you have to treat it like you're dealing with pure evil, even though you're the one that didn't pay your bill, but you still have to go treat them like you're handling an alligator. Okay. And, uh, so get it in writing, no electronic access to your checking account. And then you can give them a one-time prepaid debit card number, put the number, put the amount on there, or you can wire it to them or you can do whatever, but no, they do not give them where you work. Don't give them your social security number. Don't give them your current address. Don't give them anything except $3,000. And if you want that, I'll give it to you. But if you don't, I'm going to let you talk to a dial tone. I got another repo I can call and talk to. Okay. And this is how you have to negotiate hard, hardball, and then get these things out of your life and then quit borrowing money on cars. Yeah. That's my, uh, that's my, uh, not, yeah, never do it again. Okay. Yeah, no, you're 21 and you're already a two-time loser. Don't do this anymore. No, learn the lesson. Yeah. What's worse on my situation, my car insurance is like $700 a month on top of my car payment. So that's why you got 92 tickets. Uh, close. Okay. Already, uh, 91. To, okay. I think we got to stop you from driving around, man. I, I think you don't need cars at Goodness all. Goodness gracious. There's nothing in your life about cars but, that turned out good. You even got a loan from your girlfriend's grandmother, who's your employer. This sounds like four guns pointed at your face to yeah. me. That's like, a country song. You lose song the nobody girlfriend, you to. lose the job, you lose the car. Everything could go wrong if Granny gets pissed here. This is bad. Oh, man. Clean this up, man. Get it out of your life. Get this stuff. Go make a bunch of money. Clean these debts up as soon. Don't do anything else. I don't want to hear about you going out to eat, and you certainly don't need to see happy hour. There's nothing to be happy about. You need to get this mess cleaned up. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Number one best-selling author, Ken Coleman, of the book Paycheck to Purpose and host of the Ken Coleman Show, uh, is my co-host today. Ken talks to folks, if you don't know, about their careers, their jobs, how to make more money, how to love and how to deal, how to love your place, and how to deal with 
your employer and proper things to do around the workplace. So we're going to do that. And your questions about your life and your money at 888-825-5225. If you haven't heard, uh, we are all celebrating around the uh, Ramsey place right now. Lots of screaming and confetti going off. We found out a few hours ago that Dr. John Deloney's second book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, debuted at number one. Number one best-selling book in America today in the nonfiction section. Pretty stinking cool and that's because a whole bunch of you bought the book to help folks uh, yourself or someone else deal with anxiety and uh, in a real world way not in a, some kind of cheesy way not some kind of egghead way uh, no magic pills but uh, the six daily choices to build a non-anxious life in a very anxious world Congratulations to Dr. John. He's on the road doing podcasts and television and so forth in another city, but uh, our congrats to him. Absolutely. Big, big, big deal. And the and the, the, the street continues for Ramsey Solutions, so we're blessed to be able to help people in that way. So the Absolutely. next one. Who's Good up stuff. next? George? Uh, George is launching. We're launching a pre-sale on George right. soon. Very exciting. It'll come out in uh, uh, January. It'll okay. be the launch date, uh, but we'll start talking about it soon like we didn't just now. But yeah, anyway, that's how that happens. So. <laughs> I actually didn't even mean to do that, but that was yeah. well placed. I'll have well, George I did that pay with me Rachel. later. I did that with Rachel's kids' book the other day. I said something on right. the air, and um, then she kind of she like wanted to announce it on Instagram first, so she was like, "You, you kind of spoiled my announcement." Yeah, I'm very excited about that project too because it is it is it's so stinking cute. Book. I've actually I've actually read it myself at my desk. It's so well illustrated and it's so stinking cute, but but full of actual great. Yeah. knowledge yeah it's a, it is it's a be wonderful kids book. a lot of fun so uh it'll be we'll be talking more about that when we're supposed to that's right we will stop when, talking about when it we're, now. We're, we're, when right. we're allowed to talk about that's it. right um i just get confused i think i own the place so it throws <laughs> throws me off his right? name's on the building all right ron is in Asheville, north carolina hi ron welcome to the ramsey show thank you so much for taking my call dave sure how can we help uh my father is 84 years old he Five years ago, asked me to manage his finances. He's had a stroke. He has now has mild dementia. He lives with my wife and I for the past two years. And my father uh, approached me close to a year ago and offered to pay ten thousand dollars toward my daughter's college tuition. And then recently um, approached me about getting a lawn tractor, and uh, he bought. He paid for nearly half the cost. And I have two siblings who are. Uh, accusing me of manipulating him, taking advantage of him. And my father, almost on a daily basis, expresses his gratitude to my wife and kids and I that we keep him out of the nursing home, keep him out of assisted living, and he's very happy where he's at. And He does not pay you any rent. He does not. The only thing that he contributes is a couple hundred dollars a month for food expenses uh, $25 for his cell phone expense, and then he pays one-sixth of the electric costs, you know, for six, six members of our household. But there's no rent. Okay. And then, so $10,000, and what's half the lawn tractor worth? Uh, he, he contributed 5200 toward it. Okay, so he gave you $15,000 for two years' worth of care, plus the monthly bills you told me about. And I take him to doctor's appointments, take him to physical therapy twice a I, week. I got that. But you, he paid you $15,000 yeah. for two years of care so far, right? Yes. Yes. And you're and, prom- you're promised no additional money, right? Correct. Okay. Um, and does your dad have money? A lot of money, or uh, a little money, or what? 
No, he brings in about 40000 a year from Social Security and, and a pension. Does he have a nest egg? No. Where did he get the 15000 uh, That he, he had saved that up in his account from his So pension now he's broke. No, he has, well, he has about 4000 in his checking account right now. But So he gave you almost all the money he had for yep. a lawn tractor, right? Yeah, 5200 for a lawn tractor yeah. and yeah. then 10000 for the college yeah. expenses. Okay. Well, um... So I guess the, uh, your, what do your brothers and sisters suggest you do? What do they think the plan is? Uh, they want transparency on his checking account. My brother is insisting on getting online access so he can track dad's expenses and, and outflows of money. And my dad is, is saying no. My dad is very, is your very dad still of his right mind with the dementia? He has mild dementia and is he capable um, of saying no legally? That's a good question. Um, we've actually got a doctor's appointment coming up, and I'm going to ask the doctor. You think he's clear-minded? I think so. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm asking. I'm not asking about the doctor. All right. Yeah. And so, um, okay, so here's the deal. Um, your dad needs to handle your siblings, not you. Right. He's still clear-minded. It's still his money. He still gets to decide what he wants to do. Right. It's not their problem. It's not their money. So he needs to call them both and tell them to shut the hell up. Okay. It's none of their business. Right. None ya. Right. None ya business. Okay. He's not taking advantage okay. of me. I gave him $15,000 for these two things. That's less than I would have paid were I in a nursing home situation. And I've got a much better living situation. I'm very happy with this arrangement. And it's not any of your dadgum business. Shut up. That's your right. dad's job. He needs to make those two phone calls. And no, I'm not giving you transparency to my stuff. Has he given you power of attorney? Uh, he does, has not given me power of attorney, but I am a co-account uh, holder with, on his checking account. Yeah. Well, you need to get power of attorney. Okay. Just for his sake, to take care of him, because your brother's an idiot. Okay. He's a bitter. I mean, it's not like you have two. he had $2 million and you went and stole a million and bought a yacht. Right. It was $15,000 which he would have spent in two months in a nursing home. Right. And he's been at your place two years. Right. And he'll be there two more years at least. Right. That's, yeah. that's, if, well, that's if you guys can take care of him as this gets worse. Does he have long-term right. care insurance? He does not. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm an RN by background, and um, we do have engaged um, palliative care as well so they can keep an eye on him that way but um, yeah i mean it's a it's a blessing to have him there mm. we're enjoying our time and with it's him. a blessing that you can do this and except for yeah. the fact that your siblings are all torqued out about almost no money right i want i want visibility and transparency into the four dollars that he has oh brother right let's major in minors dude seriously yeah tell your dad to reparent those two and tell him to run to go away you can't, you can't make them stop being who they are, but he can put a, a boundary up, and he should, while he's still of right mind. Because this is not going to get better, it's going to get worse. These people are going to get madder and madder and madder because it's who they are. Yuck. This is The Ramsey Show.
Hey, listen up. Everyone is at risk of identity theft. I don't care if you're a hermit living off the grid listening to the show on a battery-powered radio. All of your data, collected by every company you've ever done business with, lives online. Your bank, your doctor's office, retailers, the apps on your phone, the gas station where you have loyalty rewards, they all store your info online, making them ripe for a cyber attack or data breach. That's why I've been telling people for almost 25 years they need an ID theft protection plan, and the only one I've ever recommended is from Xander Insurance. They monitor your personal and financial info, even your home title, and take over the work if you become a victim. It's the most thorough and affordable plan out there. I even have it for my family and our entire team. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Ken Coleman Ramsey Personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Um, recap just a second before we move on to the next caller. Um, if you are an adult and you are are of sound mind legally, meaning you are legally, medically capable of making your own decisions, you are morally, spiritually, and legally allowed to do whatever you want to do with your money. You are under no obligation to share it with your ungrateful heroin addict son. There's not a moral or legal obligation. Half of that money's no, half that money's not yours, honey. It's his money. It's not yours. If I decide to give you nothing, that's what you get. Nothing. Nothing, honey. Just like the Cheerios, mm, right? I remember those. That's what you get. Nothing, honey. It's not your freaking money. You don't have rights to it because you hit the DNA lottery. It's not your money. Well, my grandfather, it's not your money. Your grandfather, he owns his money. If he decides he thinks you're a twerp and doesn't want to give it to you, it's not your money. You get nothing, honey. Just like the Cheerios. Keep that in mind. You got no obligation, no entitlement, no claim of any kind. If someone's of their right mind, if they leave a will and, and cut you out of the will, it's their money. Ta-da. So some of these people, they lay claim on stuff before people are dead. It's, oh, a yeah. little, it's a little weird. Yeah, we have an epidemic of deserve. You know, it's I deserve this. I deserve that. And and it's just. It's, it's a deserve it's, epidemic. That's it. It's uh, right next to the dessert epidemic, which I have fallen prey to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, no comment. Next question, please. All right. Moving on. Hamilton, New Jersey. Natalie is on the line. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Okay, so me and my husband, were, we were on Baby Step 2 for a while, and then we went back to Baby Step 1. Um, ever since 2019, we like bought a house, and then we ended up getting cars because our cars were falling apart, and um, we were having a baby and all that stuff. So anyway, when we bought the house, they said we needed to get a new roof within the next year or two, and that was 2019. So now it's 2023, and we need a new roof, and it's 
going to be like seven thousand dollars, and we don't have anything saved for it, and we're Shocking. trying to figure out who's still. Yeah. Yeah, like we told you not to buy uh, a house while you're in debt, and you did it anyway. No. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I, not pretty yeah. much. You did. Me and my husband are on different. We. My husband doesn't have the same mindset as me. Um. So we're. Yeah. So where's his money for the roof? He didn't have it with his mindset, does he? No. <laughs> yeah. It's not working. No. So seven thousand dollar roof. The roof leaking. It's not leaking. Um, it looks okay so far. How but, much yeah. debt have you got? Um, well, not including the mortgage, we have like a hundred nine thousand. On what? And that is mostly student loans. It's eighty thousand in student loans. Um, twenty thousand between our two cars, um, and then five thousand in credit card. And what's your household income? Um, per month, it's about like 9,000. Okay. So about 120,000 a year after yeah. taxes and everything taken out. Okay. I can't help you until you guys decide you're ready to change your lives. Yeah. I kind of think you are because I kind of hear fear in your voice. Mm-hmm. I think you're scared because he's, yeah, cause he's continued yeah. to not change and you all keep doing the same stupid butt stuff over and over, don't you? Yeah, and we use, we um, we budget every month, but it's like every no, month you don't. set aside no, thing. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't no, follow through. No, it's, you, you, it's, a, it's a wish, it's a dream. You're not, you're not really leaning in. The two of you have not sat down, taken each other's hands and looked deeply into each other's eyes and says, nothing happens here until we get this debt cleaned up. We're about to be on beans and mm-hmm. rice, rice and beans, and we're going to clean up. We're going to quit buying anything until we get this debt cleaned up, and we're going to live on nothing, and we're going to make every dollar scream. Every dollar is going to behave. Y'all are nowhere near that. Yeah. You wish you were, but you're not. Yeah. 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 So what, what, what? What is going to get him moving in the right direction? You have the money to clean this up once you have the um, wi- once you have the will. Yeah, um, I did sit down with him like actually a couple of days ago, and I actually finally listed out like all the debts that we had, and like, and we you know figured out like okay, the debt, if we did the debt snowball, we'd be, like pay it off within like five years, just paying the minimums and doing the debt snowball. Yeah. And so you would be um, debt. Then, free. You'd be, you should be yeah. debt free in about two and a half years. Yeah, if we really. If you did it, what yeah, I teach you really to do, mm-hmm. you have the money to do it. You don't have the will to do it. What, what did he say when he saw yeah. his pile of debt and his wife terrified sitting in front of him? Yeah, we're yeah. It's almost like it's laughable because it's. I mean, it's not funny, but it's like because we're just like we knew the student loan debt was bad. Um, and that's what the when you lay it out is. and say, um, I can do it in two and a half years, if I would commit to it like an adult and quit being a child, what's laughable? It's not laughable. Nothing, it's very nothing. doable. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's very doable. Um, why are you, why are, yeah, what's holding I, you guys up from doing that? I just, I don't know. Every year, every month, it's like, I feel like our gift budget goes, is crazy every month. We're like, cause we have so many family and friends and, and weddings and baby showers. It has nothing like to do month. with it. It has nothing to do with no, it. No, I know. Yeah. You know what it is. The two yeah. of you are not working together. You don't agree that you have to sacrifice deeply for two and a half years to clean up this mess. Once you mm-hmm. agree to that, the gift budget goes away. We just tell people, no, I can't do it. I'm broke. Yeah. I'm so broke I can't put a yeah. roof on my own freaking house. Of course I'm not buying mm-hmm. you a gift. <laughs> I mean, it's real yeah. simple. 
Did he resist it when you laid out the, the debts for him? What was his reaction? You didn't answer that. No, no. He he was actually on board. He said, yeah, like, that sounds good. But it's just a matter of, like, well, now we have that, but then we also have to get a roof, so how are we going to afford Because we can't wait You don't have to get a roof. It's not leaking. It's just looking like it's going to leak. That's right. Yeah. The roof is not your problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is you make $9,000 a month and you keep buying crap you can't afford like a roof. Yeah. You you need to clean this mess up, and you'll be able to get a roof. Okay. You'll be able to get a roof. Roofs, You can get a roof, but the two of you need to get on a detailed budget together and deeply sacrifice, cut everything out of your lives. No eating out. No vacations, certainly no buying anything that's not necessary to exist. Scorched earth lifestyle. And $9,000 a month, you can clean up a lot of debt on that kind of money. You got a good income, but you just misbehave with it continuously. And you guys are going to have to fix that. When you fix that, the stuff we teach with every dollar, Financial Peace University, Total Money Makeover Book, it works, and you'll be able to do it. But you're still not there. That's key, folks. I hope you heard what Dave said, because we as humans, we want to fit in. We want to do whatever it takes to make everybody happy. And the gifts is not the reason they're in the hole they're in, but it is the reason why they haven't decided to make change yet. They're more willing to be uncomfortable and deal with, with financial stress and anxiety and not be able to, to be able to do this, 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 and this. Things that don't really matter. And that's what happens. You've got to get to a point where you go, none of this other stuff matters anymore. It still matters too much until you say, I've had it, which you've said many times on stage and in our FPU videos. But until you get there, you won't make the change. Yeah. It, it's just, it's that way for everybody. It's kind it's of true. Sad. It's kind of, I've been, I've been kind of smart aleck with her, but it's sad. It sure it's, is. It's really sad because the stress, you can hear it in her voice. Oh. And, um, and, and so that goes away when you get on a detailed plan and you commit. But you have to reach the point that you don't care what other people think. The only thing that matters is you and your husband on one page. The kids don't get a vote. Your mama don't get a vote. Nobody gets a vote. And we're cleaning up this mess. We're not buying anything else until we get this dadgum mess cleaned up. I'm tired of living with my stomach in my throat. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you reach that point, you will do what it takes to win. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, Thomas and Abby are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, Hey, good. Dave, how are you? <laughs> Better than we deserve. Good to have you. Where do you live? We live in Edmond, Oklahoma. Oh, fun. Welcome to Nashville. How much have you paid off? 208000 Good for you. And your range, or how long did that take? About a little over four years. Good. And your range of income during that time? Uh, we started out about thirty thousand uh, dollars had a peak of a hundred and forty thousand and then we actually are currently sitting at ninety thousand okay all right cool good for you what do y'all do for a living uh, I'm a teacher and she's uh, she actually got promoted to CFO chief financial officer mm-hmm. or chief chief of family operations chief, chief of, of family, family operations, operations. <laughs> oh, okay all right stay at home mom. that's why we're back down to 90 okay I like it yeah. good for you guys <laughs> so the uh, two hundred eight thousand what kind of debt was this oh man that comprised of just about anything you can think of uh, get my little notes here <laughs> got uh student loans car 
apartment repair, uh, credit card, and what's the last one? Oh, our house. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> way to go, weirdos. Paid yeah. for house. You're so weird. <laughs> oh, what's this house worth? Uh, we bought it for one seventy five, and it's currently sitting at about two sixty five. Yeah, you know, paid for. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. How old are you two? I'm thirty two, and she's thirty one. Thirty one. Wow. You're a paid yeah. for house. You're so weird. <laughs> None of your friends have a paid for house. No. Nope. Y'all are weird. I love you. You're <laughs> amazing. How does that feel to be that young and not have a house payment or anything? Amazing. It feels so good. Just. <laughs> Feels like my grass. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Take the shoes off and walk through the backyard. Mm-hmm. The grass feels different. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Wow, that's amazing. So four years. That's that's a that's a long haul. Uh, was there a moment where you maybe caught a little extra momentum, or you kind of went from okay, we're just gazelle, 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 but now we see the finish line. I'm curious what that looked like. Um, huh? Well, I think when both of our careers really took off as teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we were able to really be like, okay, like we have income coming in, we can make this happen. Um, military disability yeah, went out. Yeah, he gets um, military disability, and so we were able to really have good paycheck coming in every month to be able to pay that off and just stick to it, yeah. And uh, we also had a, we got married uh, in October and we signed our mortgage, and then starting in January, I started looking at the, like looking at the bills, I was like, wow. We're in a lot of debt. We got the house, we got cars, we got a credit card hanging out. And I sat down with her and I made a budget out before she was really on board with it. And I said, hey, we can get the car paid off in about three months, which is about 10,000 bucks. Yeah, and I don't know, for me, I, I'm T-Rex arms all the time. I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but um, we, I don't know, like three months in, we were really getting to where like, all right, we can pay this off. But it was kind of unrealistic for me. But once we got to that three-month mark and we were on that last car payment, I mean, that was that was the okay. We can do this. Like, yeah. let's this let's keep work. this going. I yeah, love I did not marry a crazy man. I thought for a minute I did. Well, yeah, yeah. that's still that's still out to be determined. <laughs> still out. Still jury's still out. Yeah. But yeah, well, wow. yeah, it changed because there's something about the math that speaks to you and gives you hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and no one can make your brain do that but you. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, we kind of kept that momentum going too. So. After I sat down and she was like, okay, show me this budget thing. Show me exactly what you're doing. And uh, sat down and we got every dollar and really mapped out everything yeah. that we're, uh, that I was, our, my personal goal. And we sat and grew as a couple, made it our goals. And she said, she was like, hey, I, I was like, I think we can knock this out. Make a deal with me before <laughs> we, like, I, you heard my son in the back, uh, before we have babies, give me three years to pay off as much yeah. debt as we can. And she's like, all right, you know, baby fever to the max. And uh, sure enough, uh, about three years after that, or about four years after that, Mm -hmm. brought baby boy in the world. And uh, three months after he was born, last payment on the mortgage. I love it. Very cool. Well, it worked out. Good stuff, man. Way to go. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Oh, man. Uh, Teamwork, honestly. I mean, sticking with each other on through it. Um, Through our weak points, I mean, Anytime he was weak, I'd be strong. Anytime I was weak, he would be strong. Just reminding each other what the end goal is and that delayed gratification that, you know, this is worth it. We yeah. can make this happen. So, so yeah. and, and for me, anytime that, like, we were kind of feeling sorry for ourselves and we just didn't make that extra payment that we wanted to, I have a, we, well, we have a saying in our house is, your effort is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> mm. Just no excuses. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's strong. Yeah. Look at you. Way to go, guys. 
What do you help people the key to getting out is now? At the end of it, the oh. saying, you get working together, all that, right? Yeah, yeah, just teamwork and making a budget. It's yeah. You have to stick to it. You have to have that delayed gratification. Yeah. If you if you skip out on anything, it's it's going to be worth nothing. So now that the house and everything is paid off, what's the first big thing you do to enjoy this? Oh, it was actually yours to... Oh, uh, what did we do? We bought you a couch. Oh yeah, we bought the couch. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there was. I really wanted a new couch, and when we we moved in, we had this Big just one. ratty gray couch that we got from. Did you yeah. keep a picture of it? Oh no, we should have. It was in bad enough shape yeah. where we decided oh, we shouldn't sell this. We should just give yeah, this away. Yeah, yeah. we just gave yeah, it away. It's pretty nasty. <laughs> I didn't. I, I regret that I didn't keep a picture of the worst hoopties we drove. Yeah. I've got pictures of most of my cars from over the years, but I didn't get a picture of the worst hoopty because I was just so ashamed and I hated it so bad. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had that picture. That would be a great put up on the screen in a seminar. You know, it'd be right. great. But now nah, I don't have it. Oh well. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and you don't have a picture of the couch, but it's gone, oh, yes. and we're on so, to the next couch. Gone. Life is good. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, and I got a 46-inch TV. That was, yeah. my, that was oh, my little spot. <laughs> right in front of the couch. Yeah. Everybody's I, winning. Yeah. I tell her I want to watch football looking like this. Just <laughs> <laughs> Like it's tennis. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Are uh, you celebrating after the big win over Texas? Are you are you involved in that side of the rivalry? Uh, no. Okay. Look I at mean, that. Go if, Pokes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. I see. We're, we're Pokes fans. Okay. But but, I, I mean, if you. they're playing, if OU's playing Texas, we'll 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 do a little boomer sooner. All so. right, there you go, <laughs> there you go. So Just, uh, fun. Well done, you guys. Well done. Congratulations. Very proud of you. And uh, you brought your son with you. What's his yes, name? His name's Troy. Ah, uh, very fun. Who was your biggest cheerleader outside the two of you? Oh man, just our village, uh, our family, and our friends. They, they were, were all rooting for all you. All rooting for us. And Nobody making fun of you. Thought no, you were crazy. No, I mean now you got a paid for house. Yeah, yeah. They were all very excited to hear that that's what we wanted to do. And once we made it happen, I mean they were yeah. very proud of us. So yeah. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> We've got the Live and Give box for you. That's the uh, Baby Steps Millionaires book, the Total Money Makeover book, and a Financial Peace University membership. Enjoy some of those. Give some of those. And that's what that box is for. So thank you. Thank you for coming all the way to Nashville. You guys are heroes. I'm so proud of you. Thank Very you. well done. You've changed that little man's family tree, and he doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> Your life is going to be amazing. Wow. Impre- incredible heroes. All right, Thomas and Abby and Troy, Oklahoma City, Edmond, Oklahoma, to uh, 208000 paid off house and everything in four years, making 30 to 140 to 90 with the CFO. Count it down. <laughs> Let's hear a debt-free scream. Okay. Three, two, two one. one. We're debt-free! Yeah! <laughs> That's how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. Getting more and more and more of these 28 to 32-year-olds oh. with a paid-for house. It's extraordinary. Paint the picture, Dave. I mean, what do you think statistically is going to happen? They stay on this. We're talking millions and millions of dollars. If they save yeah. the house payment from that house from 32 to 62, it's probably right around $10 million. Just, just the phenomenal. house payment. Now, that's a phenomenal Just story. the house payment. Just the house payment alone. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, that's just, it's, it's mind-blowing where they're going to be. And most American young people, young couples, kids getting out of college have no idea of that stat right there. That it, well, that they could have that kind that of money if that. they would put four years of that's right, you know, yeah. or uh, you know, four years of sacrifice because they, you know, what the first four years of their marriage 
I it's mean, tough. They, they cleaned it up. They did. House and everything. It's awesome. Wow. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen, your grad just spent roughly 4,320 hours in class, and we're guessing that nobody taught them how to win with money. But you can still set them up to win with gifts like the Total Money Makeover, Breaking Free from Broke, or Ken Coleman's Find the Work You're Wired to Do, which includes the Get Clear Career Assessment. And listen, these gifts could change the trajectory of their lives. And if it helps them earn, spend, save, or invest money the right way, you'll find it at RamseySolutions.com store. That's RamseySolutions.com store. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Laurie is with us. Laurie's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hi, Laurie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, so I just started a listening, listening about a month ago because that is super intimidating. And so a quick question. My husband is in grad school, and we have quite a chunk of debt from it. Um, but he just accepted a job with a $30,000 sign-on bonus um, that we'll get next week, even though he doesn't graduate until August of 2024. And so we're not sure how we should use it, and we've kind of come up with some options. The first is to pay for the next nine months of living in tuition and not take out any more loans. Um, the second is to keep it and use it for moving help or a possible down payment for a house. Or three, it's just pay off some of our debt now um, to get the interest down and then take out loans to pay for the rest of our tuition. The first thing you've got to do to get out of debt is stop borrowing more. Okay. So option one. Okay. And uh, so what's his graduate degree and what's he going to be doing? He's going to be a nurse anesthetist. Fantastic. Okay. And so how much debt have you got? We have 155 right now. Okay. And that includes his student loans? That is all student loans, nothing else. Okay. Good. And he's gonna be making what, two fifty? Uh two ten starting. Okay. Good. Good. Almost like I've done this before. Okay. And um <laughs> yeah. So you're you but you currently make what? Nothing because you're living on student loans, right? Right. <laughs> I do nanny and so I bring in sixteen hundred dollars a month, which mm-hmm. just pays for like Utilities so and if, if I were if if what what does it cost you a month to live right now? Our rent is fourteen hundred. Um, so probably I'm trying to add up like cell phone bills and stuff. Probably around like eighteen hundred a month. Yeah, let's call it three thousand. Okay. Okay. I want you to live on that when he's making two ten. Okay. And you'll be debt free in a year. Mm-hmm. And would renting be the best option right out of yeah, graduating? Yes, so you do not then? need to buy a house. You're broke. Okay. You're <laughs> yes, in debt up to your eyeballs. You okay. Need, you, and you don't need to buy a car, and you don't need to go on vacation. You have $155,000. You make 210000 when he passes his bars and everything, and, and August goes to work. And mm-hmm. the, the problem with people in that world is, that they make good money. He chose a fabulous career field. <laughs> and they make good money, and they think that gives them permission to wait forever to deal with this. I'm telling you to deal with it right now. Yeah. And, okay. And, and, and so, to that end, like, Lori, quick question. Is there a reason why you aren't working full-time and making more money than that? 
I want to stay at home mom. Okay, I just gotcha. have little little kids at home with me. That's all. Okay, well, I got you. That's that's awesome. Just wanted to make sure I understood that situation because we'd love to see yeah. you make more if you could. So forty thousand a year, three thousand a okay. month is thirty six thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. forty thousand okay. from two ten is one seventy minus taxes. You can just about pay this off in a year. You can come real close. It'd probably be 14 months. But you're going to live okay. like you're living now, not like you've been dreaming of living when your husband has the big-time job. He's okay. a nurse anesthetist. No, he's a broke nurse anesthetist. <laughs> yeah. That's what you need to think about because all the people graduating with him are getting ready to do really stupid things while they still are sitting okay. on 200K in student loan debt. Okay. I promise and you. So if you should, go if you go with that herd, you're going to go over the cliff with that herd. Right, yeah, which is why I just started listening to you because I was like, this is super intimidating. And so yep. I didn't know how to tackle it. And so what would our monthly payment look like then Well, to try to get that done? If you did 155 uh, in 10 months, it'd be 15000 a month, right? Oh, my gosh. Okay. okay. <laughs> that, that just simple math. If you do it in 20 months, it's going to be 7000 a month. You're going to do somewhere between there. 12000 okay. a month is 144 a year. Okay. And you said try to stay at 3000 a month for living and everything? That's what you're spending now. Why do you need to go up? <laughs> true, true. Yeah. You, a matter, matter of fact, we increased. Well, you said 1800 I went to 3000 I almost doubled your budget. <laughs> that is true. I mean, it's all kinds okay. of luxurious compared to where you are now. Because here's the thing: once you're living on seventy thousand a year, it's really hard to live on thirty six. But if you're living mm-hmm. on thirty and you get to live on thirty six, you feel like you got a raise. Yeah, my parents always tell me, "Don't go backwards. Once you go forward, it's it's a hard step it, to this take." This is the so that's why this is the time to do it. Yep. Because if okay. you if you kick the can down the road and you go, oh, we're going to go ahead and buy a house and we're going to let this student loan sit over here and act like it's not a monster in the closet. By the time you do all that and then you try to cut your lifestyle down after you've gotten used to the nice, cushy lifestyle, it's a lot harder than it is right now for you. Okay. Because right now, while you're used to living on nothing, keep living like a college student, right? <laughs> right, yeah. And, and I could do yeah, little it, enough. I'm time. telling you, in 14 months, y'all could be free forever. Think about it, Laurie. I mean, you got the rest of your life to make $250,000 a year, and you don't have a payment in the world. You know how fast? I mean, think about it. You could save $100,000 a year for three years and pay cash for a $300,000 house. That's okay. wow. So when we talked about putting a little aside for a down payment, ignore that completely and just do student debt? Yes. Ignore okay. it completely. You're going to get there. My point is, when you have all this money and no payments in the world, you can do anything you want to do. You're going to be in great shape. Please do this. Please, please, please. Will is in Tampa. Hi, Will. How are you? Hey, Dave. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call today. Sure. What's up? So uh, I've done a lot of stupid things with money for the past probably five, eight years or more. Um, I finally got ahead, and, and I've been listening to your podcast. I'm in the FBU as well for the past month. So me and my wife, we, we did uh, week one and week two. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my biggest worries right now is to, you know, create a nice uh, fund, fund for uh, college for mm-hmm. my kids. Mm-hmm. I have a kid that's 12 and another one that's nine. And cool. I kind of worry about, you know, how can I create that 
fun while, you know, paying for debt and all that. You can't. You're going to do it in baby steps, remember? You remember the baby steps? Yeah, but it, the thing is, my There's wife no yell, but. doesn't trust me. <laughs> the, the baby steps. You, you call and ask me how to t- take care of college. Get out of debt first. Follow the baby steps. You're in Financial Peace University, for God's sakes. Yeah, but she, my daughter is 12. I mean, I probably well, You have think it's going to take eight years to do this? I don't know. The way that I'm going. Well, the way you're going sucks. That's why you're an FPU. <laughs> so what do you make? Uh, I make about 95 a year, and with bonuses, it can get up to 130 Cool. you got a great income. What's your, how much debt have you got, not counting your house? Uh, not counting my house, I have 43 in my student loan, um, 16 in my wife's, and 29 in, in her car. Okay. Well, she's going to hate this even more. I know she does. We've been, you know, coming back and forth about the car. I want to sell it. She yeah. doesn't want to. Uh-huh. $30,000 car, and y'all are broke people. It does. Yeah. So is she going to Financial Peace University with you? She is. Are the two um, of you doing a budget together? We are. Okay. We the are. Thing, the question you guys need to sit down and ask yourself is not do, do I want pain tomorrow. The question is do I want pain 10 years from now? How long have you all been married? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be 15 years next year. How long have you been making six figures? Uh, about... Since 2016. Can you not look at each other and say it's time for a change? You make $100,000 a year and you're broke. Mm-hmm. For almost a decade. Y'all need to change something, don't you? Yeah. yeah. How yeah. biggest problem was that I... No, the problem is the two of you have got to look at each other and say it's time for a change. And that means we're going to do whatever it takes so that the 10-year-from-now version of me likes the current version of me. Because you don't like the 2016 version of you. Because he's been stupid for eight years. And I've been stupid. I know what stupid looks like. I'm not picking on you. But you guys are, y'all are broke and you make $130,000 a year. It's time to change something, man. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, number one best-selling author and host of the Ken Coleman Show, Ramsey Personality, talking about career jobs and having uh, fulfillment in that area of your life. Also, making more money than you ever made in that area of your life. It's a good idea. He's my co-host today as we take your calls about your life and your money. Our congratulations. We learned a few hours ago that Dr. John Deloney has his second number one best-selling book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, debuts at number one in the nation on the nonfiction list. Way to go, Dr. John. John Deloney's in another city right now doing uh, media and uh, podcasts and such for this book, as a matter of fact, to continue to promote it. But uh, So we'll have an official celebration on the air with him when he gets back next week. But in the meantime, uh, a few hours old is that information that we just found out he's number one in the nation. Very cool. Quite a milestone. That's his second number one. Very, very good stuff. He and Rachel will also be doing the Money and Marriage event. Uh, coming up October 19th through the 21st. 
And so we're talking seven days from today. And there is still a few tickets left. It's here on the Ramsey campus. It is a weekend long, very intense, very hilarious because the two of them, oh my God, they're stand up comedy. <laughs> and um, I mean, just walking around with them, they're that. But you put them on stage, it's even worse. So you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to learn about marriage, you're going to learn about money. Uh, bring your spouse, obviously. It's a, mar- a, a couple's weekend. And uh, it's here on the Ramsey campus. You're gonna have, we're going to treat you like kings and queens. You're going to have a blast, and you're going to learn a bunch. There are a few tickets left if you'd like to come. That's why I'm mentioning it. Uh, it's $7.99 for this multi-day event, and uh, it's just a few hundred people. It's a small event, very intimate. You'll be able to ask a lot of questions, have a lot of interaction with John and with Rachel. RamseySolutions.com slash events, and um, make your way over here in about a week and Hang out with a couple of number one best-selling authors that'll help you do all that stuff. Lindsay is in Washington D.C. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Sure. What's up? I have a rental property in Washington D.C. and I'm trying to decide if I should pay off the mortgage and keep it as a rental or sell it when my tenant's lease is up. I'm currently debt-free and I'm not ready to settle in one area, so I'm renting as my primary residence. But currently, my rental income covers the mortgage and the condo fees, but I'm paying a property manager out of pocket. Should I continue paying those out-of-pocket expenses and put all my extra income and my RSUs towards paying down the mortgage? You, you have the money to pay off the mortgage now or not? No, but I could pay it off in probably the next like seven years is what I've calculated. But you're not going to stay there. But it's a it's a rental property right now. I know, but you're not going to stay there. You don't want long distance rental properties. You don't okay. want you don't want a rental property in Washington D.C. and you live in Dallas. That's a bad plan. You're going to end up with a mess. So I, I own a bunch of rental property. I don't do long distance landlording. Bad idea. That's how people end up changing their Harley in your living Harley oil in their living room. So um. I know you've got a property manager, but there's another property manager like the person that owns it. So you got you're always looking at it, you're thinking about it. The property manager is not. So uh I don't yeah, know. I mean, I mean the property I, manager for the past few years has been really like it's been an amazing setup. My only like qualm is that I'm because my condo fees keep going up little by little, it's like I'm I'm closing the gap to cash flowing, but I'm I have not yet cash flowed it. What could you make if you sold it today? Um, I could probably make like profit like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. This condo is not a financial blessing to you. It's an alligator. It eats. It doesn't feed. So you're feeding. Okay. You're feeding it. I don't want it. I want something that creates money, not takes it. So did you okay. used to live in it? I, I did, yeah. Yeah, okay. You became a landlord by default, not by plan. Because very few people would sign up for the plan you've got. It's not that much fun. Because you're not making any money. Well, you're paying I, money. I was in the military, and a lot of the, like, the, the going advice in the military was, like, wrong. buy property everywhere yeah. you go. Yeah, and, the going advice in the military and, is wrong. We work with the military yeah. all the time. That's a dumb idea. You'll end up with a condo in every city you were ever stationed in. Oh, my Lord. Talk about a bad yeah, idea. Yep. Let's have a rental property portfolio scattered all over America. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll pass. I would sell it. You don't make any money on it. It's not, there's no There's no financial fund. It won't even buy you dinner. 
I mean, it's not, it's, you know, you just pay for it all the time. No, I don't, I don't want that. I wouldn't have a piece of property I lost money on all the time. I had one, and I was sitting and waiting on it to get better. Oh, not because it, it, was a, it wasn't rented. It was a big old office building that was a shell kind of thing, mm-hmm. downtown Nashville. I bought it at a deal, and I sold it for a couple million dollars profit over what I paid for it, but it was sitting there eating taxes and eating insurance and eating everything because we didn't have any tenants in it because it was a shell. We were going to build it out, and I finally just went, this is done, and I just sold it. I'm going to put a couple million in my pocket and forget it. Why am I, why, I don't want things I have to feed. Yeah, They're supposed to feed me. Mm. I'm not supposed to feed them. That's not how this works. So, yeah, get rid of it. That's what I would do. Parents all over America are questioning having teenagers now. <laughs> With that well, advice they might you just feed gave. you later. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> no, that's not what he meant, but uh, I, I couldn't resist. Yeah, that's there. That's true. <laughs> that's yeah. my reality right now. Yeah, You're I'm, sitting there talking about that, and I'm going, I've got a bubble I, above I, my I head. I have a mortgage payment that is called my food bill. <laughs> yeah, I have two teenage boys that eat a lot. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. Yeah, these are these are uh, yes. uh, yeah big, strong big young humans. Men. Big yes, humans. That's right. Love it. Rainy is with us. Rainy is in Orlando. Hi, Rainy. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. How can we help? So I recently quit my job stupidly without having another one lined up, hmm. and I wanted to know: is it worth it to take a low-paying temporary job versus doing side jobs like delivering food? Or packages, or something like that. Why, why'd you do that? Yeah, what? <laughs> um, a lot happened, and it was really draining my mental health. And we discussed it multiple times, and nothing ever got better. And then I just kind of got to my breaking point that day. Okay, so let's 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 look at your question. So, have you run the numbers? Can you give me numbers on the low-paying job versus these? Uh, what you're calling delivery or side gigs, what's the difference that you've figured out that you can make between the two? So it kind of definitely varies. Um, We do have some debt and bills that we have to pay. I've been offered jobs that only pay $12 an hour versus doing like delivering food, which I have the opportunity to make tips and stuff, which I feel like could make more, but it's kind of up in the air because it's per delivery. All right, so here's the thing. We can't feel anything. Right now, you need your income. It doesn't seem like it's an option. So you're taking the best paying job or jobs to get back to what you were making in your salary job while you're busting it to get your mental health in a situation where you can get back into a full-time role. There's no option here. You've got to make as much money as possible to get back to where you were. $12 in this market is absurd. Yeah. Everything's playing 20. Don't take a $12 job. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. If you're moving, you have a long list of to-dos, but Neighborly has local pros like Housemaster, Five Star Painting, Window Genie, and Junk King to check items off that list. Download Neighborly, the app, to find 
and schedule home service experts near you. It's a great company. Yeah, it really is. Today's question comes from Tara in South Carolina. I'm 49 years old, a single mom of an eight-year-old, and I'm debt-free, including my home. I've always been risk-averse and an aggressive saver. Before I discovered your program, I was planning to have my home paid off by September 2024, but went ahead and pushed through and paid it off in August 2023. I have a net worth of approximately $1.5 million and have an established college fund for my daughter, which I continue to contribute to. However, I feel unsettled about what's next. I've always been working to pay off something. I feel like maybe I should be saving up for a retirement home or making some other financial move, or maybe... I'm just not used to being still and not hustling so hard. Am I crazy? Well, Tara, no, you are not crazy. You are a hero as a single mom. Uh, you have so much dollars, going yeah. on. What you have done is unbelievable. I think this is just a function of you've been going so hard so long. It's kind of like the runner's high, uh, where people they get in that they get that another gear, the body, and everything's moving. You're used to that pace, and then you come off of that, and you kind of crave it. You want to get that again, and I think you need to be still for a little bit, rest. Uh, relax, reward yourself for what you have done. You've earned it. And then instead of the hustle to pay something off, uh, I love moving into a different gear, not quite as intense. Instead of fifth gear, maybe how about fourth gear of, of investing towards something that you care deeply about, giving some of your money, your time to causes that you care deeply about. I think that's a great downshift. And uh, there's just no way you're ever going to just be still. So I'm not worried about her. Yeah. 49-year-old single mom worth a million and a half. Wow. Um, and that's pretty cool, including <laughs> including a paid-for house. Yeah. Yeah, you're in really good shape. And so, yeah, do hit the next stage. There's nothing left to do but baby step seven. We say mm. baby step seven is build wealth and give. Mm. And so continue to build. Set yourself some investment goals. But as Ken said, you can dial back the intensity of a couple notches. And set yourself some crazy generosity goals. Um, one of the things we did as we started hitting the early stages of Baby Step 7 was we had a goal, okay, I want to give away more than we made one year. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. You know, or, or more than we made our first year or something like that. You know, maybe, maybe when you were you're for 49, maybe when you were 29, what was your income? That's my generosity goal. On top of my tithe, I'm an evangelical Christian, so I give a tenth to my church, but then other than that, what, what other generosity can we come up with that's fun and different? And you'll end up enjoying the investing and enjoying the generosity, and it won't be the, the haggard, desperate sense, the pace that you've been running on. Um, you know, pain and pleasure are both motivators. Now you're on the pleasure-motivated side. You've been running in desperation away from mm. all the stuff for a long time, and, and that's the play, the pain side. But I know, I know the feeling. And then you go, oh, that's so much fun. I want to do that again. That's the pleasure motivating side. And that could be a travel thing. It could be something you do with the eight-year-old. It could be something you buy. It could be an investment. It could be generosity. You know, you find out, I'm going to fund X, Y, Z, something I never thought I could do. You know, and wow, it's fun to watch that happen. Virginia's in Durham, North Carolina. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you. Good afternoon. I am 66, I have no spouse, no children, and I'm doing some estate planning. It is likely that it will be a niece or a nephew that will handle the details of my funeral. I've talked to a funeral home and to get some estimates, and they are telling me that they will require payment 
before they render any services and uh, that they won't wait for probate so they can be paid out of my estate. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for ways to put money aside so that my family can get to it quickly without having to pay for it out of their pocket first and then get reimbursed from the estate. Yeah, you can have a, uh, a POD, a paid on death account in most states. Just a, just a regular savings account? You can have a, sa- a savings account or a checking account that says paid on death, POD. Ask your bank if okay. North Carolina does that. I'm pretty sure they do. Most states do. They do. And, um, they do. and that just simply means it's not a probate issue, that the money's just paid out to them at death. They can go over. They can go over okay. the bank and pick up the money, and then go to the funeral home. Okay, just like that. Well, are you going to are you going to pre plan the funeral home? I'm going to pre pre plan probably, but not pre pay. Good. That's what we advise. And it, so, if you've already got the budget done, then you know how much to put in the account, right? Right. By right. sitting down with them. Okay, I've already got all the selections done. All they've got to do, and then they don't have to go over there and make any decisions. They've just got to go over there and punch the ticket. Right. Because you pre-made all the decisions. That's very wise. And um, let me tell you, funeral homes uh, often tell you what they told you, but they also often will work with a family in a real situation. The reason they tell you that is they'd like for you to prepay. Mm -hmm. That's why they push you on that. And I don't like for you to prepay. I like for you to pay when you die. That's I don't don't need the funeral till I'm gone. And uh, meantime, yeah, well, <laughs> meantime, the money can sit in a savings account, put it in a highly yield savings account, let it earn four or five percent instead of sitting in their bank account. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're Great. very, you're very Thank wise you so and you're very kind to your family. That's very diligent of you. Well, I'm not really close to any of my nieces or nephews. And so I'm trying to make it as easy for them as possible. Okay. Somebody's going to have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I made it easy. I'm Don't screw it up. Generation, sir. They'll be gone. Everybody else will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. All right, that's fun. And you know, you could have just a friend that does it too, if you'd prefer. But um, you know, however you want. But a POD account, and you don't need to put as just the right amount in there to cover the funeral. That's all you need to do. And if it's a tiny bit off, believe me, the funeral home will work with them. It's not. They're not quite as hardcore as they like to come across. Yeah. Peter is in New York City. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Um, so we're on baby step two, my wife and I. Uh, we're both 28. Um, we have a child. We're planning to have a second child sometime in 2025. Um, and uh, currently uh, we have about $25,000 in savings. And we're looking to, uh, we're thinking about, saving some of that money, you know, not going down to a thousand, um, in order for when my wife goes, um, uh, on paternity leave, um, that, we but that you don't, she's not pregnant. No, not yet. Okay. We don't do that. No, you need to get out of debt. How much debt have you got? Um, we have about 927,000 total debt. That includes your mortgage. Yes, we have okay. two mortgages. Yeah, I'm not counting your mortgage. How much debt have you got, honey? Uh, sixty-three thousand, roughly. And what's your household income? About one hundred ninety-eight thousand gross. Okay. So if I woke up in your shoes, I'd put twenty-four thousand on the sixty-three today, and I'd be debt-free before hmm, probably Christmas. Oh my God, you make so much money. 
pay off this debt. Quit screwing around with this little debt. You know, you're acting. You're acting like you're going to keep this debt around like it's a pet. It's, you make two hundred thousand dollars a year. It's sixty-three grand. You already got twenty-five of it. How fast can you come up with forty and about three heartbeats? Quit spending everything, man. With with our expenses. Um, yeah, I know you got really expenses because you live high on the hog. That's what we call it in Tennessee, yeah. not New York, but. Yeah, no, I'm actually European. I'm from Croatia. That is not a thing in Europe. Uh, especially now in Croatia, which is a former Yugoslavian country. Yeah, I know. When it's separated, people didn't trust banks. So yeah. my parents really weren't into that. The only thing they got was a, a mortgage, and that was a seven-year mortgage. You have a fabulous income. Take some of your huge lifestyle and turn it back and clean your wonderful debt up so that when your wife gets pregnant, you got money in the bank and you have no debt except your mortgage. That's where I would be if I were you, Peter. That's very doable with the math you gave me once you make the decision. You're a ways from making the decision based on your sentence structure. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, our brand new event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials, is almost here. Do not miss this chance to get the tools you need to build your investing plan and prepare for your dream retirement with confidence. It's happening May 21st and 22nd, and it's virtual, so you can tune in from anywhere. You can even submit your questions to get real answers in real time. Tickets are $199. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, David and Tammy are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. Welcome. How much have you paid off? Well, four hundred and forty-two thousand five hundred seventeen dollars. Four hundred and forty-three thousand. Very good. Way to go, guys! And uh, how long did this take you? About twelve years. Okay. And your range of income during that time? We started out about one hundred and ten thousand. Uh, this year, we're on pace to be at three hundred sixty. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? Well, I'm a product strategy manager for the world's largest construction and mining equipment company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a technical writer. I specialize in proposal work. Um, and I moved into business development about two years ago. So. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. That was a smart move. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Good. Very good. Both of you. You're killing it. Excellent job. Where do y'all live? Peoria, Illinois. Oh, fun. What kind of debt was the 443? About 138 of it was credit card normal debt, right? Car, boat loan. Uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then this March, uh, we paid off our mortgage. Looking at weird yeah. people. Yeah. What's this house worth? About 350 Love it. How much in your retirement accounts? Um, about $1.5. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Did you guys inherit any of this money or are you Baby Steps millionaires? Um, we were baby steps millionaires, but my parents passed away a couple of years ago and did leave us a, a nice gift. Okay. So, but prior to that, yeah. you were already millionaires. Yes. Way yeah. to go, yeah. you guys. Yeah. So proud of you. Look at you, man. How, that's so fun from the ground up, baby. It How is. long y'all been married? 28 years. 28 years. So yeah. what happened 12 years ago? Put you on this Ramsey stuff. Tell us the story. Well, um, about 2009, I guess, um, we had a you know kind of a blip in our employment and i sat down and we read your book he had heard about it from work um and i did a spreadsheet and honestly dave i cried mm. i cried because it was so bad um mm. we had so much money going out and not nearly enough coming in um we were making pretty good income um but it was just all going to dumb stuff honestly uh, we just weren't 
we weren't paying attention to where it was going and we weren't naming our dollars and um, they were getting away from us. So yeah. it was a problem. Yeah. And, and then once you guys decide to attack it, I mean, you've got the skill set. I mean, you're technical writer, business development, and he's in project management. This is like the ultimate project management process, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So right we're just going to, okay, let's whip this thing. Yep. That's yep. exactly what we did. Yep. And then just lean in and boom. How long before you got rid of the, the uh, consumer debt? It was about 23 months. And yep. then we went out and did uh, bought a new house mm-hmm. following your principles and guidelines. Mm-hmm. We needed a house with a little bit of land uh, to put up a bigger garage. I still have the first car I ever bought. And mm, very nice. part of our celebration um, after we paid off the house was to start restoring that car. Uh, what is it? 1979 Trans Am. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it black with a bird on the... F- That's it what is, I was It ask. is not black. No. Okay. Yeah. no. It's got the bird on it? It does have yeah. a bird it's on it. got the bird yes, on it. Oh, my it's, God. Uh, it's, it's in restoration field right now, and we were able to buy two more for him now that we've paid off all our debt. So we now well, have a garage with, with fun cars. So. Two more Trans Ams? Yes. yes. I have three total. Yes. Or so we, uh, we have three total. We have three total. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he's, There's he's a, a slip. Yeah. He's he's an awesome mechanic, and it's really cool to watch him build them back. That's so fun. Very cool. What are the other two? Uh, 1992 Trans Am convertible and a 2001 Trans Am WS6. I didn't even know yeah. they were making. I mean, I'm, I'm from the 70s, so yeah, they quit making them in 2002. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, that's the yeah. last one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. Oh man, amazing. Well, I guess Pontiac's gone, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it, yeah, is. it is. Yeah. yeah so it there is. you go. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's cool. That's a classic. That's the uh, the. Uh, uh, Smokey, Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Bandit. Yeah. Bandit Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah. That's yeah. it. The black one would be. He didn't yes. have the black one. But yes. yeah. Correct. All right. So what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You pay off everything, house and mortgage, and build a $1.5 million net worth in uh, 12 years. That's pretty impressive. Well, Dave, just slight correction, almost $2 million net worth. Oh, I'm sorry. The 1.5 <laughs> was just savings. Just savings. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, plus 1.5. So, so we are baby steps a millionaire. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. Um, yeah, so really for us, it was just getting on the plan, naming every dollar, um, having budget meetings, um, spreadsheets, as you can imagine, as yeah. we started out and, and just naming every dollar where it went. Yeah. Our friends think we're so weird because we had financial meetings every month where we sat down and said, okay, how's it working? And then once a year we get together and say, okay, you know, do we need to bump up this budget here or do we need to move this down? Um, like groceries, you know, have gone up. So we're like, well, we should probably put a couple hundred dollars more in groceries this year. And they're like, you're so weird, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not. Yeah, but you're not broke, and they are. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, they sit down to a spreadsheet and cry, and you don't anymore. No. Right. Oh my goodness. Way to go, you guys. Way Thank to you. go. I'm so proud of you. Were people outside cheering you on, or did anybody know you're doing this? Um, several people didn't know we were doing it. We had family and friends cheering us on. Um, you know, everybody would call me cheap or frugal. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not in the budget, doesn't doesn't get spent, right? Especially if it's a, just a discretionary purchase. Right. right. That's how a project works. Exactly. Yeah. You execute mm-hmm. on the project. I love exactly it. Right. That's great. That's so great. Very cool. Good for y'all. Good for your heroes, man. I mean, you did it. We did how, do how, it. How old are y'all? I'm 52, and I'll let her tell her age. <laughs> I'm 53. <laughs> okay. Um, so you know. We're we're feeling like we're we're ready to you know retire. I mean, like I couldn't believe we would be here, yeah. um, where we started. So it's it's just really cool, and you know we have family members now who are following and have gone through financial peace, and I think this will change their lives as well as it changed ours. Oh yeah. Well, when he got the third Trans Am, I thought maybe he was <laughs> knew what he was doing. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like that's yeah. a. That had nothing to do with anything else. It's like he keeps buying cars. He must be okay. You know? 
<laughs> I like it. Yeah, I can hear family now. That's just fabulous. Well done. Very well done, you guys. Well, you fit the mold. You fit the template from the uh, yeah. mi- uh, from the millionaire research study that we did. Typical millionaires, fifty-two. So you're mm-hmm. right on it, and yeah. that's uh, uh, it didn't t- you were, you were there a long time ago. So, yep. uh, but the, of the ones that we studied, we found uh, that that number of forty-nine, fifty-two, thirty-eight. Now we found a bunch of young ones too, and we found some old ones. But that's that you're right in the perfect in, in the median right there. That's a perfect hit. Good job, you guys. Thank Great you. job. So what's the first big thing you're going to do other than buy cars to celebrate? Well, we're going on a cruise here uh, next month. Where are you going? Uh, just a short one through the Bahamas and yeah. just getting warmer weather. Being from Illinois, you know, it's fall. It's starting to get a little yeah. cool. Yeah, why not? Yeah, right. we, we laugh because uh, when we um, we paid off the house, we both got on a conference call, you know, and sat down with the bank, and they said, okay, it's paid off. And we're like, okay. We're like, that's so it? so we went back to work. <laughs> So we yeah, tell we everybody we just went back to work yeah. after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no steak dinner, no nice dinner that no, night. We, no, we, no, exactly went we were, back we were, to work. We were busy, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're very serious, serious individuals. All right, we there's are. more to do. We, Let's we, go. We, we have a plan for pretty much everything. <laughs> I'll bet. That's so good. Hey, real quick, uh, yes. because of that, are you beginning to plan about some kind of big vision that's that's out there? You guys are still very young, 52, 53. What's 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 that plan? Yeah, so our retirement goal is, we, we mentioned we own a boat, so our retirement goal is to do the America's Great Loop. Oh, yeah, that's a great That's one. Yeah. awesome. You got a sailboat so, or a yacht? We have the a yacht. yacht. Okay, good. Yeah. Very good. So yeah. we are building our way towards that goal when we retire. Do that's you need a, a cabin one. boy? <laughs> you know, we have he a lot of take volunteers up much room and He doesn't need much. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. We have several nieces and nephews who've already volunteered. He's fairly, he's fairly, he's fairly needy emotionally, though. <laughs> <laughs> Takes one to know one. <laughs> that's a great it. plan, you guys. That, yeah. That's a great. I want to do that loop one of these days. I that's, never thought of that. I need to. I know several people that have done list. it. That's All one. Right. That's one I would do. I need to put that on the list. You I never should. put it on there. We might see you out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, we've got the Live and Give box for you, the Baby Steps Millionaires book, which is you, and the Total Money Makeover book, which is you, and the Financial Peace University membership, which is you. So apparently you will be giving all that away, but we'll <laughs> give it to you and let you give it to who you wish, and uh, you may enjoy the book, or who knows. Great stuff, you guys. I'm so proud of you. David and Tammy, Peoria, Illinois, 52, Baby Steps Millionaires, 1.85, paid for house and everything, 443000 thousand dollars paid off mortgage and everything in 12 years making 110 to 360 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two one we're, we're debt-free free! yes they are Woo! yeah i love it this is the ramsey show Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're with us. Our scripture of the day is Proverbs 28, 19. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. Hmm. Sam Ewing says, hard work spotlights the character of people. Some turn up their sleeves, some turn up their noses. Some don't turn up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great quote. I've never heard that. I haven't either. Some don't turn up at all. (laughs) Some just don't turn up. (laughs) You gotta love it. Uh, Eric is in Canada. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, hi there. Um, Thank you for Aaron. I called you Eric. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. 
Um, I recently found the Ramsey show and enjoyed listening to it, even from Canada, where I have to mentally juggle the differences between Canada and U.S. financial products. Sure. And I apologize in advance if I sound confused. I kind of am. I'm really just looking for direction on what to do to get a better sense of how my husband and I are doing and what we should do next. But I think it's really just kind of to get on the same page. Um, as a new listener, I'm familiar with the baby steps, and I think that we're on four and five. Okay. Um, we both have, my husband and I both have jobs that we enjoy with healthy salaries and index government pensions. We own our own house with a mortgage that has considerable equity. We have a rental house with a mortgage with considerable equity that's profitable after tax. We both have emergency funds, and we have um, funds started for uh, education funds for our children. And in addition to the work pension, we both pay into registered um, our RRSPs, which is Canada's version of a retirement um, registered retirement account with automatic transfers. Um, but despite all that, I feel like we're living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm always confused that a family with a gross annual income of over 250000 it feels like we're just getting by. And I don't know if it's because, like, well, how we're managing our money or if it's just because we live in a very expensive area in Vancouver um, but my husband and I have been together for 14 years and married for nine, and we've always sort of kept our finances separate. And that's because we bought our first house that's now our rental um, when we weren't married. And um, I know it's not recommended from what I've heard, but we've kind of kept our accounts separate and just combined it a couple that we really needed to get by. Um, but I'm really just looking, and I, I think the next step is to kind of just get back on the same page and um, create a plan for us and start doing monthly meetings, but I don't know how to start that process. And um, I've always kind of been the family CFO and uh, I just need to get like a better sense on how to bring this up to him and some practical steps on how to get on the same page for the first time. Okay. All right. A lot going on here. Um, thanks for the outline. Um Now, I'm trying to figure out, like you, the core of this is when we do whatever it is you're going to do, combining finances or any other moves that you make, the net result needs to be that you get some peace because there's a lot of strife and struggle and scratching and clawing in this, isn't there? Well, you know, it's I, like, I, I don't I, know. I don't I know why we can't live on 250000 and feel like we're not broke, you said. Well, it is. It's like we look around and we're like, I feel like that's yeah. healthy and, and we see friends doing well. And, you know, I just always think like, I wish I could see what someone's bank account looks like. No, so you can't. Cause they're, 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 most, of them, most of them are not being nearly as smart as you are. You've got your stuff dialed in. Most of them are just living. You have no idea how screwed up they are. Their life looks good. It looks like it looks good for a second on Instagram, but if you really got under the hood it'd make you puke. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what I tell my husband. No, like, that's what I tell my husband. That's exactly right. <laughs> but, I promise you. I pull up at a stoplight. I see a nice car now. I don't see a nice car. I see payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that fool's got a $1,250 payment. That's what runs through my head. Um, <laughs> I used to see a nice car. Now I see a fool. But um, the uh, um, anyway, the yeah, I, I think you need to sit down with him and say, hey, you know, we've done it this way 14 years. It's passable, but I feel like I'm holding this together I feel like I got all 10 fingers stuck in the dike and it's, I'm a, and it still feels like water's getting over me. And I really want to combine these things so that I don't mind doing the execution of our plan, but I'm tired of developing the plan by myself. 
Mm-hmm. And I want us to combine things. And you and I make a, a, a group of basic decisions on what we're going to do with our money, lay out a budget each month uh, where we know where every dollar is going to go. We both agree to it. And then I'll do the execution. I, I doubt he wants to or would relish taking over the tactical paying of the bills, which you kind of actually enjoy probably. Uh, I, I think I like having control of it. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. And I think that there's like a level of trust yep. too, or like I, I would, I would worry about relinquishing that. And I think that that's why I've always kind of wanted relinquishing to relinquishing the trust or relinquishing the power. Sorry. Oh, okay. um, that's fair. Of, of, you know, that's knowing fair. it all. But with the power comes uh, the stress. Yeah. And that's probably what's putting the strain on you. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm America's financial nerd, right? So don't you know, I do this stuff and I, and I, you know, my opinion between Sharon and I carries a lot of weight, uh, but we don't do anything unless she's in alignment first. And then that helps me because we're emotionally carrying the decisions of our giving, emotionally carrying the decisions of our investing or our big decisions together. And then I'll go do the execution of it. It it becomes a no brainer. And that also prevents, I told you so. Um, I knew you were going to screw that up. You know, well, Sharon could say, I told you so it could happen at my house and it doesn't happen because she can't, she was in on it. Um, you know, if, if something screws up, it's like, we screwed that up. Not like, I, I know you're going to mess that up. You know, that doesn't come up at my house. Hasn't in 30 years. So it's really nice. I like it. So, um, I got a question, Aaron, cause I, I'm listening to this back and forth here. And you, you said that you, that I thought I heard you say that you and your husband both have emergency funds. Is that correct? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Is that three to six months on each side between the two of you? Uh, no, not each side combined together it would be that. But um, okay. when I, I think if we both lost our job at the same time, that would not be great. Okay. But, and you're uh, both investing, or you're combi- you're both investing fifteen percent, or you're combining investing fifteen. No, we both we both have um, government funded pensions. Do you have any other like debt besides the mortgages? No, none. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to dream huh. together again. I do too. Yeah, to dream together in high definition about okay, we can if if we could find some money in this two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget, what would be fun for us to do? What investing would we do? Would we pay off the house? Would we pay off the rental? Would we uh, do some additional generosity? And making those decisions together rather than just running this like it's a joint venture. Um, I think you're going to find a, a whole new depth to your relationship. I don't think you've got a horrible marriage, uh, but I think you could. I think I think you're going to find it being better when you combine. Matter of fact, I know from yeah. working with millions of people, talking them into this, and it's amazing the number of people that hate us for telling people to combine their finances. But whatever, uh, we're right and you're wrong, so you ought to do it. Um, really, I mean, it works. It changes your marriage. It forces you to dream together. It forces you to carry the weight together. It forces you to communicate about purchase decisions. And for God's sake, where we're going to go for Christmas this year, your mother's house or my mother's house, it has to, it's in the budget. We have to talk about it. You can't just, there's no surprises. There's no side agendas. It's like this unity thing. And uh, it creates a unity, a level of unity that nothing else will do. So, hey, here's the thing. What if you combined it all and tried it a year and I was wrong and you absolutely hated it? Well, you didn't lose any money. Just split it back apart. What's wrong with trying it? That's what I would do. Give it a shot. 
and ask, tell him that too. Just say, hey, what if, if it doesn't work? If we hate it, we can always split it back apart. It's not like a tattoo. I mean, we can change it, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can do here. So it's not a permanent fixture. So Ken Coleman, good hour. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Well done. Well done to the booth people. They did a great job today. <laughs> good work in there. That puts us hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Ken. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.